Welcome to the Creative Equation Podcast, a podcast for entrepreneurs, business owners, and creative individuals who want to leverage creativity in order to increase sales and customer engagement. You'll get a healthy dose of graphic design tips and tricks, as well as sales and marketing strategies to help you and your business continue increasing profits. I'm your host, Brandon Ritchie, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the Creative Equation. Welcome back to the Creative Equation Podcast. You're joining a conversation about your marketing, your messaging, and practical ways to grow and improve your brand. Hey, thrilled to have you listening. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, if you know anything about me, you know that I absolutely love movies. Big movie buff, whether I am sitting on my sofa at my house with my wife watching a movie, or better yet, going to the movie theater. Honestly, It is my ideal day night to go to the movie theater. Now, let me preface with this. It is not Dana's ideal day night. And so Dana has sat through many uh, adventure movies, action movies, Marvel movies uh, with me. Now, I will say I have in turn sat through many chick flicks. Uh, I think when Downton Abbey came out in theaters a couple years ago, we sat Sat through that and watched that together. And uh, anyways, so for me, it doesn't matter as much uh, what movie we're actually going to go watch. But just the fact that we're at the movie theater. Listen, the movie theaters that have those big uh, leather chairs. You push a button, reclines you all the way back. Push another button, your feet prop up. You got sour Skittles in one hand, a Coke in the other hand, throwing calories to the wind. It doesn't matter because you are at the movie theater soaking it up. I love going to the movies, but I have seen some terrible movies. And what makes a terrible movie is when there is no transformation. There's no change for the main character or the main characters. And so the best movies are the ones where there is a story, uh, where there is transformation. The story starts one way. And because of the different events that happen in the story, uh, the main character changes. The main character is made better, stronger, uh, And so that transformation is hugely important in story. And we're going to get into how this applies to business in just a little bit. But first, one film that I saw recently, Dana and I watched it together, and it blew my mind. It was an amazing film, masterfully done. uh, And I'm not the only one who thinks so. Box office went crazy for this movie, Spider-Man No Way Home. Great movie. So listen, if you're not a Marvel nerd, sit tight. Hang in with me. You'll see how this applies to business in just a second. If you are a Marvel nerd and you don't want any spoilers, well, the movie's been out for months. So what are you waiting for? Go see the movie, then come back to the podcast or keep listening. I'm not going to give a lot of spoilers away, but here's the gist of why I love this movie. We see at the beginning of the film a version of Peter Parker uh, where he is got he's got this incredible network of heroes like Doctor Strange, like Iron Man. He's got all the money via Tony Stark that he could ask for to build uh, these different Spidey suits. He's got the Iron Spider Spidey suit. Great technology, great equipment, great team backing him up. And because of the different events of the story, again, I'm not going to get into a bunch of spoilers or anything like that, but because of everything that happens in the movie, At the end of the movie, we see a very different Peter Parker because of the decisions that he made, because of the things that he went through. All of a sudden now, 
He doesn't have that network of heroes. He doesn't have that equipment. He doesn't have those different suits. He has to make his own suit. He isn't living at home anymore, but now he's taking up responsibility and he is staying in his own apartment in New York City. And so there's transformation, right? And and finally, Peter, Spider-Man is transforming and turning into the hero that Earth needs him to be. So, okay, geek out moment over. Here's the point. The best movies, the best books, the best stories are the ones that have transformation where a character starts one way at the beginning of the story, at the beginning of the movie. And then because of the events that happen, because of everything that happens to the character in the story, they are transformed, they are changed, hopefully for the better. And this is true in business as well. I mean, the fact is the company that helps their customers transform the company, the nonprofit, the church, the organization that helps their customers uh, or their audience transform and change for the better are the ones that are going to get the most sales and they're going to have the highest rate of success. And hopefully in business, there's always transformation anyways. However, too many businesses, too many nonprofits, too many organizations, too many churches keep the transformation behind the curtain. You got to pull the curtain back and show the world the transformation that's happening or the transformation that could happen because that is the secret sauce. That is what is going to increase sales. It's going to increase engagement and it's going to kind of peak that initial interest when somebody comes to the website, when somebody picks up the product at the store and the best way to paint a picture of the transformation that could happen is with a slogan that doesn't suck. And that's what we're talking about today, how to generate and formulate and create a slogan for your brand that doesn't suck. Now, let me tell you this. There's a difference between a slogan and a tagline. Typically, a tagline is going to be a little bit longer. It might be a sentence or two sentences. It's telling you a little bit more about your company, more about your mission, more about who you are. A slogan is a little bit more snappy and catchy, usually uh, a sentence or even half of a sentence. And so this is a really short, snappy, catchy phrase that you are going to include on your flyers. You're going to include it below your logo. You're going to include it on your box uh, at the store uh, where you're selling your product. And so how do you create a slogan that doesn't suck? Well, your slogan has to invite your customers, has to invite your audience into a story. It's got to paint a picture of what their life was like before using your product, before using your service, and what their life will be like afterwards. Uh, And so we're going to give you some really practical examples of some slogans that we love uh, that do a really great job kind of capturing this story framework. Um, And we're also going to give some examples of if you are in a service-based industry, we're going to make up some different uh, slogans as well and kind of have a little bit of practicum in this uh, episode of The Creative Equation as well. But first up, a slogan that I really, really love, uh, not only because it's one of my favorite candies of all time, but because it is a very catchy slogan, a very clever slogan that also paints a picture of the story that the brand is inviting the customer into. And so the company, if you guessed it, congratulations. If you didn't, the company or the candy brand is M&M's. Now, M&M's, I believe this is their current slogan. If it's not their current slogan, it definitely was their slogan in the past. And it is this, M&M's, melt in your mouth, not in your hands. I mean, what a powerful slogan because it's identifying the issue or the friction in the candy industry or in the chocolate industry where 
you're eating a chocolate bar, you're eating a Hershey's bar, and it gets everywhere. I, I think of that, uh, the movie uh, Dumb and Dumber. It might have been Dumb and Dumber 2 with Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels, but they, uh, I think it's J- the Jim Carrey's character. He has a chocolate bar and it may, it might melt by getting too close to a heater or something like that in a bathroom and it ends up getting chocolate all over him. And the guy whose house he's in thinks it's poop and he thinks that he's getting poop everywhere. And anyways, it's a really funny story. If you haven't seen Dumb and Dumber or Dumb and Dumber 2, super funny. Uh, Jim Carrey is just an incredible actor, uh, great comedian. But anyways, you can imagine that these guys at Eminem, they were sitting in the boardroom. They were thinking, okay, well, where's the friction? Where's the rub with our competitors or, or with other people that are enjoying chocolate or enjoying candy? And one guy probably raises his hand and says, man, it just melts everywhere. It's super messy to eat. It's hard to eat. Well, then they say, well, you know, M&Ms have a a candy coating. And so that makes it to where it'll melt in your mouth, which is another way to say it's super delicious, but it doesn't melt in your hands. So people can just have a handful of M&Ms and not worry about the mess. So again, they're identifying the friction or the problem that their customers are facing uh, without them. And then they're showing, hey, if you eat our candy, you can eliminate the mess. Okay, so another slogan that I think is very catchy, very clever, and does a great job painting a picture of this transformation uh, and invites their customer into this story is Dollar Shave Club. And Dollar Shave Club's slogan is shave time, shave money. So obviously it's a play on the words save time, save money, but uh, obviously they're selling razors. So they kind of put that punny uh, twist in there to shave time, shave money. But what's great about it is it's identifying the friction, right? People that are purchasing razors from other brands are having to go to Walmart or go to Publix or go to a store and find the right razor, try out different razors. It's time consuming. Then once they finally do buy the razor, they buy it, but then it's expensive or you have to keep buying, you know, all these different pieces and parts. So Dollar Shave Club says, hey, what if we set up, set you up on a subscription? We'll just send it straight to your house every month or every couple months. We'll give you refills. So it saves your time. We'll do it at a fraction of the cost that you would typically uh, purchase it in the store. So it saves your money. So shave time, shave money. Again, that's a really great job just to paint the picture of what the customer's journey is like before and what the customer journey is like after. Okay, the last example in this segment of the show is a car brand, BMW. Their slogan is designed for driving pleasure. So this is not a vehicle for loading tons of construction equipment or hauling heavy uh, trailers. It's not a vehicle for off-roading. It's for enjoyment. And their slogan does what a slogan should do. It paints a picture of what your life would be like after buying the vehicle. After buying a BMW, you know that every time you get in your car, every time you drive, you're going to have a blast and you're going to relax and you're going to enjoy driving your brand new BMW. Uh, speaking of the word pleasure, I wasn't planning on bringing up this brand, but it's a great brand, big fan, uh, public supermarkets. You know, their slogan is, uh, we're shopping as a pleasure. And it's so true. I mean, if you go to Publix or actually you should do a test. You should walk into Walmart and go up to a couple random employees and ask them questions, ask them if they could point you in the direction of a certain product uh, or a certain part of the store, just see what customer service is like and how busy it is and how chaotic it can be. And then go into a public supermarket and talk to those employees, talk to those customer service representatives. And I mean, they have premier customer service. Uh, It reminds me of, honestly, Publix feels like 
the Chick-fil-A version of a supermarket. Great customer service, super easy to find things. Shopping at Publix truly is a pleasure. And so, but that's what Publix is doing, right? They're using that tagline or they're using that slogan where shopping is a pleasure. And it's it's painting this picture for the stay-at-home mom or the busy dad who's working two jobs. It's painting this picture for uh, people and their consumers, their customers that, man, Hey, these other, these other places where you could shop, it's crazy. It's chaotic. You're going to pull your hair out. You're going to get headaches just walking into the store. Shop at Publix though. It's a pleasure. It's a breeze. And so that is what you want to accomplish with your slogan. So that's how you build a slogan that doesn't suck. You think about what your customer's life is like before. Where's the friction? Where's the headache? And then after interacting with your service-based business, after interacting or purchasing from your product-based business, after donating to your organization or your nonprofit, after joining your church, what's the transformation? And then how is your life better because of it? And then formulate that into one sentence or half a sentence. And that is a slogan that is going to increase sales, increase giving, increase donations, and it's going to build uh, more customer engagement with your brand. And so here is your homework. In just a second, we are going to give some examples. Uh, if you're in a service-based business uh, or if you're in a product-based business, we're going to give some different examples and kind of walk you through uh, practically how you can formulate and create a tagline or a slogan that doesn't suck. But your homework is after this episode of The Creative Equation, pull out some sticky notes, pull out a whiteboard, pull out your notebook and your pen and brainstorm the before, the after, and what the journey or what the transformation is like for your customer. Okay, so let's just give an example uh, from a product-based business perspective. So let's say that you're selling affordable clothes, right? You're selling in retail, you're selling shirts, pants, dresses, you name it. So where is your customer at before purchasing from you? Well, maybe they're stressed out because of their clothes budget. They're spending way too much money on clothes. They want to save money. Uh, or maybe they don't feel very confident about how they look wearing their current clothes. They feel like my clothes are baggy, they're out of style. Um, so there's a financial perspective, there's a style perspective. So let's say that you're selling clothes that look great and they are affordable. So in this instance, your slogan could be style that doesn't break the bank, right? So you're nodding to the fact that you're going to be stylish. You're nodding to the fact that, hey, it's not going to break the bank. I'm not trying to take all your money. This is affordable. It's going to fit your budget, fit your lifestyle. Uh, or maybe it's the the confidence part, right? They don't feel confident in their current clothes, but the clothes that you have are fitted better. It's a better fit. It's better style. So maybe it's confidence you can wear, something like that. So you're painting a picture of, hey, if you buy from us, here's how your life is going to be different. Here's how you're going to change in a good way from purchasing from my company. Okay, so that is from a product-based business perspective, but a lot of us are in service-based businesses, right? We are doing coaching, consulting, we're doing graphic design, photography. So how do we formulate something like this for a service-based business? Well, it's very similar. It's really the same formula, but just for an example, let's say that you are a financial coach. So you're helping people with their money, you're helping them budget brainstorm where are they at before purchasing from you? Where are they at before linking arms with you as their financial coach? Well, they're probably stressed out. They probably feel like they're stuck uh, with their, their money or their finances. They feel like they just don't know how to get ahead. They're living paycheck to paycheck um, or they just don't want to do it alone. They don't want to walk through this whole money thing, this whole fi- personal finance thing by themselves. So your tagline could be uh, 
helping you achieve financial freedom. So that's two parts, right? Helping you. I'm here to link arms with you. I'm here to walk with you throughout the process, but helping you achieve financial freedom. You're not going to be stuck anymore. You're going to have freedom. You're going to be able to take a deep breath at the end of this, or maybe, yeah, maybe it's something about breathing easier, right? Uh, financial coaching services that help you breathe easier. So anyways, it's literally just a matter of writing down a list of adjectives, a list of descriptors of where your customer is at uh, prior to interacting with your brand. And then how do you want them to be, or how do you want their life to be better after interacting with your brand? And then you got to showcase this transformation. So when it happens, how do you showcase the transformation to the world? Because the more you can show people, Hey, this isn't just something we're putting on our boxes in the store. Hey, this isn't just something on a flyer or on our website. This is real transformation. So how do you showcase that? Well, one great way to showcase this is with testimonials. So whether it is a testimonials page on your website, whether it's Google reviews, uh, hey, one thing that's incredibly effective in the year 2022, testimonial videos. You get somebody to send you a video of them bragging on your brand, bragging on your coaching service, bragging on your church, bragging on your nonprofit or your organization. That is huge. And what's even more effective, instead of them sending you a video where you can post it, and don't get me wrong, that's great. But what's even more effective is if they post it on their social media channels. Because think about this, if you got every person who donates to your nonprofit, if you got every person who is a client of yours for this financial coaching business to on their social media channels post a video saying, man, I'm so glad that I'm linking arms with this great organization. You should too. Hey, I'm so glad that I found this financial coach. I'm already out of debt. Here's the progress that I've made. You should check them out. If you did that, you're not only tapping into your sphere of influence, the people that follow you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, but you're tapping into their sphere of influence. And think about this especially for people that are in service-based businesses, you're not limited to your location, your geolocation in a certain city. So you could be doing work for people in North Carolina, in Texas, in California, across the ocean in a different country. And all of a sudden you're getting uh, exposure, right? That's the first part of the creative equation that we talk about. By the way, if you, uh, I know we don't talk a whole lot about what the creative equation is in some of these episodes. If you want to go back and listen to what the creative equation is, you can listen to the first one, two, three, four episodes of the show. We break it down. Uh, it's basically a formula to help you increase sales, increase donations, increase uh, customer engagement with your brand. But exposure is a big part of that. And so now you're tapping into everyone else's spheres of influence. And again, you know, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but the transformation, I mean, it happens all the time, whether you are having it behind the curtain or in front of the curtain, it's happening when you're purchasing products. So just, I mean, think about some examples from your own life where you've seen this play out. You, uh, so, so Dana and I, my wife, we, we purchased, I think it was maybe a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we purchased this, uh, uh, massage gun, right? One of those percussive massage guns. And before using it, right? Your neck hurts, your back hurts, your shoulders feel tense. Uh, your leg hurts from a workout, from a run. And then after, after you use this massage gun, all of a sudden you feel relief. You feel great. Uh, you feel like you just literally went to a masseuse, um, or think about, you know, getting new running shoes. Anytime that I 
buy some new running equipment, whether it's new running shirts or a new running hat or new running shoes, I feel motivated to wake up early and go for a run. And so, you know, there might be a part of it that is physical, an actual physical transformation that makes my life easier or better, but there's, there might be a component of it also that's just mental, right? It's a placebo effect where it's, you know, oh, this new hat is going to make me run better. Well, probably not, but it's going to motivate me because I got a new piece of equipment. So it's going to, uh, motivate me to get to the gym or to, to get on the road and go for a run. And so whether it's a f- actual physical transformation or a mental transformation, the product itself is making me better. So as you are doing this exercise, as you're pulling out your sticky notes, your notebook, your whiteboard, and you're listing out the before, the journey, and the after, and you're formulating that into a short, snappy tagline or a short, snappy slogan for your brand, Be thinking about examples from your own life, things that you're purchasing, services that you're purchasing and how you were before and how it made your life better in the long run. Hey, inviting your customers into a story where you are uh, identifying how they're going to be transformed is huge. Um, You know, another, we've talked about this in a previous episode, but another way to kind of paint a picture of this transformation is with photography. So for your flyers, for your brochures, your trifolds, for your website, the right kind of photos are huge. And so, you know, I think we gave the example in the past of like a toothbrush company or a toothpaste company or something like that. But you don't want to have a picture of a toothbrush or a, or toothpaste on your website or on your flyer. You want to have a picture of somebody with beautiful pearly white teeth smiling and it's an attractive person. Uh, they look like they have great dental health because when your prospective customer, your prospective buyer comes to your website, they're going to see that picture of that attractive, happy person smiling with beautiful teeth. And they're going to say, even if they don't say it, they're going to think it subconsciously. Hey, if I buy this toothbrush, hey, if I buy this toothpaste, I'm going to look like that. And so that's another way that you're uh, kind of painting this picture of transformation. It's not sneaky. You're not trying to trick them, but it's being smart with your strategy. And so Again, another way to do this is formulating and creating a slogan that does not suck. And so we gave you the formula for how to do it. We gave you some different examples. And in future episodes, we're going to talk more about creating powerful taglines and uh, clarifying your messaging to increase sales and engagement on your website and across all of your marketing platforms. However, this episode of the Creative Equation podcast is coming to a close. And hey, I just want to say thank you, the listener, for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Creative Equation and for spending a little bit of time with me today. Hey, remember, we are on a mission to help as many creatives, as many entrepreneurs as possible. And we'd love it if you would continue following along on that journey with us. If you found any of today's content helpful, we'd be incredibly grateful if you would share this podcast episode with others who may benefit from it. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Stay creative, and we'll catch you next time.